Welcome back to the show. Thank you again for joining us to our new and old listeners. We love you. I'm going to skip the pleasantries. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk survivor economy. We'll talk split idols. We'll talk allegiances yet again. But first, I need to own up to one of my previous transgressions. Uh, my guest host this episode is is my brother, and Tim, I need to apologize to you for, on my last episode, referring to you as my loser brother. Uh, I meant that you were losing in the fantasy league. This is not a character assassination, uh, and for that, I apologize. Good clarification. Otherwise, we were spending your bachelor party in a year. Okay, well. It'll be kind of fun, though. It's in Lake Tahoe, so you are, we'll talk about that um, We'll get to the full fantasy update. Um, as I did make some mistakes in my email at the end of the episode, but Tim, you are dead last, so please do <laughs> step that up. Um, let's pop right to it. Uh, let's talk about the Edge of Extinction first. We're going to kind of break this up into segments. Um, so last week, we speculated that the Edge would open up the game in jury management from day one all the way through. Um, one of our fans, Nick, asked about considering Amber's relationship to Rob before voting him out. It seems like the better question would have been to consider Jeremy's relationship to Natalie. She found yet another advantage, sells it to Jeremy for one of his fire tokens, which you could say is the token that she gave to him. So basically, voting out Natalie resulted in Jeremy getting an advantage. Of course, they had no way of knowing this. Um... And Jeremy's advantage is a very, very interesting one. It gives him the power to leave tribal council before the votes are cast and just go to camp. He doesn't get to vote, but he can't get voted out. I don't remember this advantage ever being played. It's a crazy one, in my opinion. Tim, how powerful is this advantage? I mean, so let me let me start off by saying my survivor history is is very off and on. So feel free to correct me on any uh, bold takes or, or hot takes that I may uh, put out there if, if something has happened before. Um, but hopping into this advantage, I mean, that's is it better than an idol? It, it almost is. Like to me, it's just the shock factor of getting up and being like, all right, I'm gonna see y'all later, and just walking out, not even you know. You can play with an idol and, and you pretend that you don't have it and you're worried and all the votes come your way. Um, and then you kind of get that big reveal. So I guess in, in some sense, that's that's equally um, thrilling. But the fact that he can just get up and just kind of peace, it seems, right? In, in the middle of tribal or, or prior to the votes being read. Um, prior to the votes. So we don't know. I mean, you'd think that he'd say when Jeff said it's time to, to vote, he would say, hey, excuse me, Jeff. Like, you'd presume that's when it would take place. But, I mean, I, I suppose he could just show up in halfway through and say, you know what, I'm not liking the looks of this. I'm out of here. And then that would be really sure. confusing. Uh, but I, more more valuable than an idol? I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on your position in the game. Because I feel like if you're clearly on the outs or if there's a mm. majority alliance, like, let's say this is post-merge and it's, him and Natalie, and then a group of five. And Natalie wins individual immunity, and then he leaves tribal. You force that group to do some infighting. Of course, you could just reveal your own immunity mm -hmm. idol, and it effectively accomplishes the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'd say it's more powerful an idol, more th than an idol, because I think your vote okay. holds a lot of power. But um, it's, okay. it's, it's big. It's big. And, I mean, I don't... When, when do you think is the best time to play this like ideally how would you play this i mean you would have to think right if, if you feel like you're in danger that's the only otherwise what do you well yeah 
I mean, Obviously. that's what I'm saying. Well, you have a very strong inclination that, that you're going to be the one. If there's any question about it, sure. you play it. I'm saying if you're, you know, if you just get up and leave, maybe, yeah, certainly maybe not, not more powerful, but you're not showing your cards. If it's a, uh, a vote between where you have to pick your side, potentially you get up and leave and yeah. you don't show your cards. So you're not really showing who mm. you're working with, you know, that could that's come up point. big at some point uh, where you just, it's almost like when you're playing FIFA and you just, uh, you stall on the uh, negotiation and manager mode. You're just like, yeah, I'm not, not ready to make my decision. I got to see how these guys, uh, how these guys play out over the next couple of weeks. And then mm. I'll pick my, okay, my side. Just make them sweat a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it okay. could be, okay. I, was, I, was I guess more that's speaking maybe towards... where I was going. Uh, where I said more powerful. I was, yeah, I my like, question was more. No, no, no. I, I get you, and that, that I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. Um, but I, my my question was more toward at what point in the game is this advantage? Is, is this an advantage? I mean, obviously, I think it goes without saying. The longer you can hold an advantage, the for better sure. it is because then you can play it, and there's less time for people to say, "Well, he got an advantage, and now he's a big threat." But obviously, you also need to be able to play the advantage to swing the game your way. Is this? Is this an advantage? I guess let me just ask the question bluntly. Is this an advantage Jeremy has to hold until the merge? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. I think this is something that he can play with not a lot of, um, you know, kickback. I don't know if that's the right. Where a lot of you know people being upset at him, where idols show your hand, they can really ruffle feathers. I mean, it, it'll be a surprise, but I don't know if it'll have a lasting yeah. it's not the type of advantage that will have a lasting impact unless he for sure is the one going and he just dips out and there's a majority on the other side that let's say natalie comes back and is gone or, or maybe she doesn't come back at all it's just jeremy by himself he makes them pick each other kind of like like you just said um but i think the longer you hold on to this obviously you're guaranteeing yourself safety for a week so um his ability to hold on to it longer also tells that story a little bit better. It's like, hey, you know, I had this advantage since what week two. Um, didn't have mm -hmm. to play it until there was five left, pretty much, you know, guaranteeing final four or whatever the case may be. Um, Got it. Personally, would hold on to it as long as possible, unless uh, unless you do feel that that urge, like people aren't talking to you right before you go to tribal and and your name has been tossed around, then then I'm playing it. Um, yeah, and, I guess I guess I wouldn't say mm -hmm. this is necessarily more. It's more or less powerful than an idol, but you have a it's it's a it's a softer blow than an idol. Like you can leave, you're not really mm -hmm. the culprit for what happens at tribal. Whereas in the idol play, the votes are cast, everyone's done what they've wanted to do, and then you play your idol. And then if you've played it right, then you can just attack effectively the majority, and you're you're very clearly the aggressor. This is a very right. passive, just safety move. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think that's a enough time just to talk about jeremy don't worry i'll get back to him but I can we talk about the here. clue itself though for a second what clue oh the, the clue that the, they were given the anagram i mean come on how amber it it was justified text it was straight down you got it i know I'm, i've never been well, in that it's situation justified on the left side justified's on the right side on the left side every line's going to begin justified's even on the side, left right? yeah justified okay. well, on the right it, if it was justified on the right oh yeah then 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 it's a no-brainer I think you'd but be a little harsh on Amber for not it, picking up on an anagram. So my whole thing, if I was ever on a show, I've said this for a long time, and I get uh, a family note, let's say. You know Big Brother's one of my favorite shows. You get family letters. I would have you write it, and the beginning letter of each sentence would be my biggest threat or something similar. 
you know, I would work, you and I would work together to, to put a code together. Um, so I'm always looking for stuff like that. So you're hunting for anagrams. Okay. Well then maybe you're just an elite player, but, um, <laughs> and Amber is not, but she's won the show and you have it. So we'll just That's leave fair. that. Let's talk about the other I, side. They were going to find survivor. it eventually, right? It was in the water well. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just whoever went to get water first, pretty much. Right. Or really looked in the water well. I feel like if I was ever sent to get water and I wasn't looking for something, I'd do a real half-assed job and just kind of fill up the bucket, wouldn't be looking. Maybe just always got to be switched on in Survivor and credit to Natalie. And on yeah. Natalie, she now has two tokens. Um, I want to talk about her path back into the game because hmm. she can buy an advantage in the return challenge with one token. She can buy an idol for three. And so for me, her big goal over... Likely the next three, four maybe opportunities is to get to four tokens. She gets to four tokens. She could buy an advantage to get back into the game. And she can also have an idol for when she gets back into the game. Do you think she can get to four on the edge of extinction? And I mean, she's it, it's early, but do yeah. you see anybody else? Who's do, there do, with do her Do you right see now? a threat to come back into the game currently on edge of extinction, I guess? So who's going to find it, Danny or Amber over Natalie? I, right I now, find that yeah. hard hard to believe after the first couple episodes. She's playing hard. I mean, look, the, Amber reads it and she just sits there like, you know, pretending she looked. doesn't understand that there's more to a clue in Survivor. And Amber's just like, yeah, there's more there. Like, how, Come on. She played Amber like a fiddle right there. Um, you know, she, she didn't go off on her own. I think it would have been more impressive for sure if she saw the clue, mentioned she saw the clue then played dumb, then went and got it later after they searched around for hours. That's not how it worked out. Fair play to her. She got the clue regardless, or the, mm -hmm. the advantage, I should say. Um, but yeah, if, if I mean, if some other... I don't, I don't see Danny doing that much. He was kind of a mess this, this episode. Um, if, so for me, yeah, she could easily find, you know, one more. Um, she could get a couple more. I don't... That's a risky play for the, for the three, for the idol. I would much rather just try to give myself the best possible advantage to get back in the game altogether. Because if you have the idol, what good does that do you if you lose the return challenge, right? Yeah, that's why I said four. So if she if she okay. gets to that three, I think you have so to I spend mean, the but one on what the one. What if she's at three at that yeah, time? I don't, I don't think you buy the idol. I think you buy the okay. advantage for the return challenge. And then you, I can you try and sort it out after that. Uh, but in, in any case, just something to start keeping an eye on, right? Because now people have multiple idols, or not multiple, multiple idols, excuse me, multiple tokens. Multiple pieces. Four is the number for an actual game advantage on the main okay. island. Four tokens. Um, to my knowledge right now, I think Denise has two and Rob has two. And then everyone else has well. uh, one. Sandra has zero. And so it's something just to keep an eye on. I don't think we're going to start to see this play out in terms of tokens for advantages until after the merge. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. Um, but getting into challenges, advantages and challenges, let's transition over to the challenge. Um, early on, we're, we're, we're seeing a trend of reward and immunity challenges all in one. Let's just get right to it. Let's have the, the social game take its play. We got an extinction to cover. It doesn't seem like they're messing around with the split challenges quite yet. Um, the challenge was, you know, it was, it was relatively one-sided. It was really almost neck and neck even when the Tyson and Ben were going up and smacking mm -hmm. the rings off the, the sticks. And then 
when it came to wheeling the big old thing through the through the obstacle course. Uh, DeCall got a big advantage yep. and never really gave it up. And I have to ask, because of the pause and the time to strategize during the puzzle, was this a win for Sophie and Sandra or a loss for Robin Denise at the end when it came to the puzzle? It was a win for the whole tribe um, that, that ended up winning, in my opinion. I mean, I, I slowed it down and wanted to look at it because it, it seemed that Rob took you know, a you lot of the blame. It, you watched it in slow motion? Yeah, I ran it back a couple times, watched the film. I didn't go in slow-mo. I was in full, you know, <laughs> full playback speed, but I did watch it multiple times just to kind of okay. to break it down a little bit. So okay, you well, get to take, the, take, me, take me to the film room. Let me, let me exactly. hear what you got. So you were spot on. As they were knocking the keys off, they were even. It was a dead heat pretty much. When we got to disassembling and assembling, that's when the separation started a little bit. And then, now correct, was it DeCall ran away with that one? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, so they as soon as they got to the sand, it looks like they just, they built so much momentum that none of those little obstacles in the sand pit or whatever slowed them down. By the time Rob and Denise get to their puzzle, Sandra and who's with her again? I cannot Sophie. remember. Sandra and Sophie. Sophie. They were already done with the first section, which if you look at it, it's a quarter of the circle. 25% of their, their puzzle was done. Uh, Rob and Denise make a little bit of a, of a run and then, almost just stop and i think rob got in his head was it tony at the side who said make them panic and then started cheering i was um, gonna my other question for this is does did tony's antics have a absolutely a, a role in rob's mental lapse oh we're giving I mean, tony you, credit here i love it i love it break it <laughs> well, down you know me that's some shit that i would do so you know i'm you know same thing with with sandra last week you know telling tony to get his head in the game you know if you're not in the challenge participating, whether it's in like the toss or, you know, the physical portion or the, the puzzle, I still think that there's a, a, a nominal or, you know, you can still make an impact on, on, a, on a minimal scale. Um, and I think Tony did, you know, they start cheering a little bit. I think Rob maybe second, second guessed himself a little bit and just they put all the puzzle pieces down and he just separated out like he was doing a jigsaw on vacation. And I'm like, Rob, you got to start looking, man. There's only so many pieces. It's not, you know. I know these puzzles are hard and, and under the stress, but yeah, I'm here for Tony talking that noise on the side and, uh, and trying to get in people's heads. Um, but I think it was a win for, for the call altogether. I don't, I think Rob blew it a little bit, but he, you know, he was 25% you know, behind when he started, um, Rob and, uh, Denise. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they had much of a yeah. chance. They gave it a okay, little bit. Got, of a run, so what I'm, what but, I'm looking for, who 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 do I give credit to on DeCall for steering that ship through the middle? Or who do I blame on Sele for not doing well enough? I want I want culpability or praise. Ethan was gassed. He was gassed. Um, mm. he was he waddled now I have to watch it again for like an eighth time, but if I do remember, he was heavily breathing, barely getting across the line. Um, and I'm a fan of him. It just seemed that there wasn't solid communication. They didn't really maybe know where the pieces were supposed to go. And then uh, I'm not even sure if they had the cart fully kind of operational when they started to go in the sand pit because you need all the momentum mm. you can get. Um, it was clear they ran through the, the call tribe ran through that sand pit and they had their wheels on correctly. Got it. So well, maybe a, a hot second to relax, make sure that your construction of the cart is done properly. 
benefited the call tremendously. And then, you know, credit to Sandra and um, I'm so bad at names. Um, Sophie. Sophie. Jeez. Please. Sandra and Sophie. Credit to them, though, because they did ball out. They didn't mess up. They had a lead. They put the pressure on early and they just didn't stop. So as, uh, as Julian Edelman says, when you have your foot on someone's throat, you stomp down. I think that Sandra would say that exact same thing. Yeah, and I and the assembly of the cart. I think you got to look at Kim and you got to look at Wendell. To uh, Wendell, the furniture maker, he's he's got to be good at putting wood together. You know, it's just that simple. And then uh, Yule probably putting some some intelligence into that. So yeah, good 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 win all in all for DeCall. Um, yeah. They took it. They took it to the house, and you got to get the reward. For that in a the, spice yeah. kit. Well, I think one of the more underrated rewards in Survivor. Now, this really? is the point for you to correct me. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. I'm a big spice guy. I mean, if you're having the same, what, they're having rice, the same stuff every day, that little bit of salt, pepper, maybe they get some Old Bay. I don't know. But, you know, I think that adds a tremendous amount. Just, you know, you're eating the same bland food. It's a little spice, you know, a little bit of a challenge. You see what entertains these people. Uh, It doesn't take much on the island, it seems. So I think that is a, uh, and it'll last. It's not like they're going to, you know, I, I would assume that it would probably last most of the of the, the season. So I think it was an underrated reward challenge, actually, as well. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's aptly rated. I don't think it's under or okay. overrated, but, you know, to each, to each their own. Um, so back at, back at camp, um, we'll, we'll, let's stick with the call a minute because they won the, the challenge. We didn't really get to see much of the social game or the strategy game play mm-hmm. out. Pretty much the entire to call edit was, uh, Tony constructing the world's worst ladder and then just showing us yet again how amazingly crazy he is. Um, like it, Tyson said it best, like I, I, it's a, it's it's remarkable that he's still alive. Um, but anyway, oh, to call gosh. really the only thing of note there, um, Kim finds an idol, and each of these tribes found an idol. So we'll just talk about the two idols. So Kim and Denise each found an idol. Um, looked like these idols were close to plain sight, which is a guff of mine, but, um, nonetheless, give them credit. Um, what was Kim's strategy? Somebody mentioned it like two or three. Well, we're getting, we're getting there. I think it was two or two or three seasons ago. Somebody said, oh, a woman on the show found an idol. And she said, you know, historically men find so many more idols than women. And it seems like the last three seasons or so the women have just been racking up the idols uh, and so they have answered the call uh, and I'm, I'm I'm here for that but let's talk about the idols themselves I'm sure that this has happened before I remember a super idol in uh, brain bronze beauty which was mostly just none of anybody in that category the this idol before sundown they had to give it to somebody Right. And it was only worth a full idol and a normal idol. I don't think it's got any extra powers if it's like reassembled. So presumably, mm-hmm. whoever you give it to has to agree to give it back or even vice versa. I suppose if you're that you know adept right. at the game where you could get the other half back from the person who gave it to you. That would just be insane to me. But you have to it, – it allows people to have this kind of – shared bit of knowledge it forces people to share the knowledge of their idol they can't conceal it entirely um so let's let's just stick on to call and then we'll do a full transition over into say and tribal council kim finds the idol on her own she ends up deciding to split it with sophie 
Sophie didn't quite understand that decision. Kim <laughs> said she was going on gut. What's your take on it? So just going to Kim's idle hunting strategy, which they gave like a minute of, of time to saying she just goes tree to tree and just kind of wherever, you know, she feels a vibe. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it because I'm a vibes guy too, but it's just like, don't let's not sit back and, and pretend like this was some grand strategy that you put together. You were just walking. Uh, but you know, she found it. She was looking in trees. Um, and I mean, Sophie's interview kind of surprised me a little bit when she referred to herself as the devil or giving the devil information um, of that, of that type of uh, information of actually physically handing her half of an idol. Um, I was confused by it. Uh, Kim feels like she's on the bottom to me a little bit. She's trying to figure out the game and I didn't really watch her season. So I don't know how she played originally, mm -hmm. um, but it seems like she was kind of, you know, on top pretty much most of the time from what she said. Uh, yeah, she didn't, she did not play from the bottom at all. Yeah. So I mean, I mean to be fair, like very few of these people have right. like played like a from the beginning from the bottom game. Like so, right. several have played a from the bottom game at a portion, mm -hmm. but very few people have been faced with adversity yeah. on day five. You know, not uh, of this group. No, Sophie doesn't have to give it back, does she? No, I, I believe that it it has to be kind of a joint venture. So Kim would right. say, "Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> I I want to play my idol." Sophie, would you give me half? And Sophie can say yes or no. Now, what a play Presumably. that would be if she talked her into a whole idol play to nullify, you know, wh whether the votes are coming to Sophie or whether they're coming to, to Kim. And then it would, I guess it would be Kim in this scenario. And she just doesn't give back the other idol. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 what they're looking for. And, and you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm looking up and down this DeKal tribe. And basically, Kim was on the outs of the last vote. I don't see a natural ally for her yet. And so I have a tough time begrudging this decision. Um, I think maybe, maybe try to find somebody who isn't so intertwined into the strategy, but maybe mm -hmm. that's a credit to Sophie's game that she's doing it because we're getting a lot of Sophie confessionals and we're seeing her talks with Yule and we're seeing kind of how her mind's working. I think it's mm -hmm. been a great edit for her so far, but we don't, so it seemed kind of like, why would you give it to her? She's in the power position. Right. But 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 maybe that's a credit to Sophie's game. I don't know. I, I have a tough time saying bad move from Kim, but um, time will tell. Kim needed to to um, to try to build a bridge with somebody, and we'll 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 see if it ends up working with with Sophie. But I think the other idol find is even more interesting because Ben, <laughs> who is this guy. <laughs> Well, I'll, he's 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 showing a lot more character this season. Let's just say than he did on his okay. the season that he won. Um, the dancing, just the the blabber mouth. The he's he's basically teaching Denise how to find. Oh, he says you're looking for blue. Yeah. You're looking for blue. You know things that Denise probably could have sorted out on her own. And lo and behold, Denise goes and finds the idol. And with Ben, somehow. Denise is able to, and I, we haven't really figured out how this relationship has gone with mm -hmm. Ben, but Denise doesn't give it to Ben. It's right. pretty, um, pretty kind of like survivor. I, I don't want to say basics, but it's generally speaking, when you find an advantage with somebody, you are, you align with them. And this idol is asking for you to do a gesture to align with somebody. She decides not to do it, gives it to Adam. 
so I want to talk to you one one question. Denise's decision of where did it go? Good decision, bad decision. And two, are you putting are you going to give any blame to Ben for not getting this idol? And I guess three, credit to Adam for getting the idol in the end. So hmm. three different questions about this. We'll see if I can remember them all. Well, first of all, Ben to me is hilarious how he keeps finding himself in these situations uh, twice in that episode with the idol and then later on with uh, Danny exposing the old school alliance and he just finds himself with all this with all this knowledge you know seemingly out of nowhere uh and not really knowing how to react or what to do with it my one note is as i was watching the episode i was taking down my notes is why didn't ben want it (laughs) he's just i mean i don't you know they call me and maybe he was thinking three moves ahead but you know and it sounded like uh they were looking to bring someone else in to to gain more trust but i didn't feel like denise and ben's relationship was uh, you know i think that idol would have solidified it uh, and it seems that, you know, I, I don't know what relationship they do have, but I can't believe that he didn't push for it a little bit. But on the flip side of that, he acknowledged that he didn't want to push for it. And on Denise's interview said she appreciated it. And that actually made her trust him a little bit more. So, you know, maybe mission accomplished there. Um, but now Adam has to play with Ben or Ben has to play with Adam, it seems, because they're all in the know together. Um, and, and credit to Adam, because it seemed like if he said yes to what Denise wanted to do, Parvati would have ended up with the idol, which yeah, I am. <laughs> I kind of had That's a similar why. reaction to Adam. I was like, "Why? In what world is that a good idea?" Um, so, yeah, I, what were all three questions? Um, ben finding himself in this situation, not necessarily going after it, um, but you know, it seems to have worked in his favor a little bit as he wasn't too pushy or aggressive. Um, credit to Adam for getting that other half and convincing Denise. Um, and, and good for Denise for finding it. I mean, she was out there, she was out there looking and like you said, you know, they didn't seem to be, you know, obviously editing is a, is a magical thing, but it's hard to say how long they were really out there searching, but it did seem like she just bent down and kind of picked it up out of somewhere. So or out of a little hole in the ground. Um, but that was a, I would say the other, the, the other tribes idol was a little more interesting to me just with the, with the play to Sophie, um, because Sophie wasn't there when she found it. Um, ben got brought into it because he was there. So, uh, you know, Adam probably, I, I don't, I, what do you think? Do you think Adam, Denise would have told Adam if she found it by herself? I do. I do. And I think that she would have probably, um, and I, I, she has no obligation to tell Adam, I guess maybe, maybe you, you do bring up a good point now that it's already out in the open, might as well strategize with somebody because it's not this secret that you can just hold to yourself. But mm. I agree with you. I think I, I Ben's approach was fine. Um, but I, I think he, he didn't even seem to make a pitch for it. It didn't even <laughs> yeah. seem like he, like it, he said, whatever you do, you don't give it to me. It's cool. I mean, I think that that's a good way to like, I think, I think he read Denise, right? Because I don't think Denise wanted to give it to Ben, hmm. but I think you can say like, like be a little bit more enthusiastic about her fine in the idol. Say like, I feel so good with you like you know I'm, I'm i'm stoked that you found this idol i want to play this game with you it would mean a lot if you trusted me with this but do what you want to do and maybe they cut that out but ben didn't ben didn't really have much in the outwit category when he won he outplayed okay. <laughs> and so maybe that's just not part of his game and he recognizes that and he says you know what i'm gonna let these people do them there's a lot of strategists out here and however the chips fall let them fall how they may 
I will like just react because that's what I did so well the first time. So that's if I'm going to give him a lot of credit, but you got to make a pitch for it. You have to at least make a pitch for it. Um, Great job on Adam. Uh, And I think that Denise, Denise, I, 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 I struggle with 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 Denise because her wanting to give it to to, to Parvati, um, and I'm just going to call her Parv from now on because that helps with sure. my pronunciation of her name, and that's how <laughs> other people seem to be saying it. So, Parv, yeah, that would have been a ridiculous move. She's so cunning, and she's on the other side of the alliance almost. Yeah. It seems like, even though it didn't really quite go that way, but for Denise, she has Ben close. She has Adam close. If Adam wants to vote out Ben, he's going to go through Denise. Like Denise, in in you know, well, t- she she got the uh, the second token as well. Like Denise right. is accruing a lot of power and a lot of information, and she seems after the first vote to be settling into the game, and she doesn't seem to be a high target right now. So, you know, but her her wanting to give it to Parvati gives me a little bit of questions. Like what what are you? Like, where's your head really at? Um, yeah. But. In any case, uh, we go to Tribal, and we could talk about kind of what happened at camp once we get to Tribal, because I think Tribal was pretty simple. Um, really, the only thing for me that stood out is Rob basically says, who's got an idol? Let's all tip our bags upside down and prove we don't have an idol. Unbelievable, this guy. And then everybody does it. Because you don't want to be that guy that doesn't do it right. That has to be the, the the thought process, but it's 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 so Rob's social game is an interesting one. I think so far through two episodes, I it would not be unfair to call him a bully. It seems like he is pushing people around to get what he wants. So far, it's been working. I don't think it's a good long game, but it might be the only game. He he might just have to play on the front foot given his profile. Um, hmm. But I don't know if I agree with that. Uh character characterization to be honest with you there's one thing i've noticed in the first two episodes and he's done it twice now um, now i think you know katie touched on a lot of the points in the challenge last week um you know him going to the side realizing that the tide was going to take them in grabbing onto the rope you know using his paddle to pull them closer to the um to the platform well, yeah, I mean, there's over. No, no question about um, him in challenges on on this uh one of my notes on both episodes so far it's his use of the word we when he's talking in the group he stands away from other people, almost on the outside. Um, everyone else kind of, you know, in episode one, he goes, who are we voting out? So to me, subliminally, that tells everyone in that group that they're safe with Rob. He's thinking in terms of a group and not in terms of him. And he's pitching the idea to the group. So the idea didn't come from him. And he did that again this week with a smaller group. I can't remember who exactly was there, but he continually says we even though he knows exactly who he wants to go and where he wants that conversation to go. So I don't know if, and the way that these people look at him, I mean, Ethan and Adam coming over to him after he, you know, blew the the puzzle and he's just throwing the little, he's doing the little hook game or whatever. Ethan's like, man, you suck today. And Adam's just looking at him like he's, you know, this God almost, this godlike figure. Um, he is almost like the dad of the group. Everyone looks for him for the advice and challenges strategy. Um, but he has to know people are are going to be preying on his downfall or, or coming for him at some point. It doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I like his game a lot. Turning, making everyone turn their bags inside out. 
like, how do you do that? Not everyone can pull something off like that. Um, and credit to Denise for not I mean, exposing the idol. Um, yeah, and she presumably had, she, Adam as well. I think they both right. probably had it on them. Um, no, and, and, and look, it, it, it's working. I just don't, th I don't think in a game where the people that you push around hold yeah. your fate in their hands in the end is going to result in anything other than failure. I don't uh -huh. think that you can win this game by being a bully. I think that you look at one of the best, the most cunning game, I think the most cunning game in the most savage, ruthless game ever played was played by Russell Hance, and he got... <laughs> He didn't win because people just didn't like him. And right. I think Adam mentioned it. He's, he, he, Adam took exception to what was happening at Tribal because he knew that it was bullying. He knew that Rob was using his status, his profile, and his respect. Like, who's... And this, I'm not calling Rob okay. dumb by any stretch. R Rob knows exactly what he's doing and is strategic. He knows that whoever speaks up to me, I can then flip and try to put the spotlight on them. Because if I flip my bag inside out and say, who's got the idol? Let's, why don't we do all this? Whoever doesn't oblige, it's really easy to make the narrative that like mm -hmm. you have an idol. And he even asked that of Adam. And Adam he responded very he, – he had a tone. He said, no, I don't I don't have an idol, Rob. You know, Anytime that you address somebody's question and you include their name in the answer, <laughs> you're pissed off. You don't put somebody's name in the answer to your question unless you're trying to be – condescending or send a message and that's the truth adam stood up a little bit but but you're right if 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 um if you don't do it you're painting a picture and i mean you really you were you have to be ready to go to war almost with rob in that moment if you stand up and that's and why i think it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a good move i don't want to say it's a good move by rob but it's a it's a move that's going to work by rob i just don't think it's going to end well and adam mentioned it too he said he said, when you go against the Godfather, like, you got to be prepared. And, like, the, you know, this wasn't the yeah. episode to do it. Um, and, and, and so that was, that's, that's um, you know, that's the top of the episode. They get past it. Uh, in the end, the vote's pretty, pretty academic. Landslide vote sends Danny home. Um, she's the only person um, to vote not for herself. <laughs> you know, so it, it was a, it was a unanimous decision uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, and we could talk a little bit about why she went home. But we have two um, two questions from our fans, uh, and uh, they're both on question, tribal can council. A, can I make a point on Rob's uh, one more point on Rob's social game in the um, tribal that really stood out to me? Another sure. going back to Ben. Uh, and we might talk about this too. When he exposed the old, I'm sorry, when the old school alliance was exposed to him, when Danny just flat out said it in front of him, talking to Ethan, not realizing, I don't know what she was thinking. But right there, Ben, and maybe this speaks to him not being able to outwit a little bit, but he has the proof. They just told him that there's an alliance. He knows who's in it, and he calls them out at tribal. And what does Rob do? Rob says, that's not fair. You do the same thing. He doesn't know who he's doing it with. He just knows he's playing the game Survivor. And it seems that like that conversation just was, you know, forgotten about. And, and, you know, maybe there was something that was known by everyone, so it wasn't a big deal. But Rob's ability just to change the narrative of that conversation and steer it away from him um, was incredible. And Ben was like, uh, all I'm saying is everyone is paranoid, which is a funny moment. Um, but you can see he was, Rob had him bamboozled there a little bit. Uh, and he had Rob in the old school lines dead to rights. Uh, and he just, you know, said a couple, couple smooth lines. And next thing we know, all the focus is back on Danny.
Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was an, ever anyone was really ever a threat um, to go home this week, other than Danny. In the end, I think it was some 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 creative meandering. I don't think bamboozling Ben is proving to be a difficult task so far. Uh, but you know, look again. I love Rob, the survivor player, but coming on with his wife, he is playing a very, very aggressive game. He is confronting every situation head on. Yeah. I think he has to, and so I can respect it, but I think that there's a few things. Like, he doesn't need to make people flip their bags inside out. Like, for him to kind of push on Ben when Ben was giving information, he was there was a little bit of bullying there, and there was a little bit of, like, you know, with, with Danny, but that was strategic. That led to an end. I think that he's just trying... It was a little bit of a try-hard moment for me with the um, with the bags, but okay. In any case, um, on to the Danny vote. You talked about the old school alliance. Freddie asked, "Do you think voting Danny out was a ploy to be able to dismiss the notion of an old school alliance?" Yeah, right. I mean, she was given weird vibes. I mean, she threw. I mean, she went to Rob and said, "We're going to go get Parv." Come on. I mean, I know I'm. You know, we're watching from the comfort of our couch and, and can see all the interviews and all the people talking. But I have to imagine that she knew Rob and Parr had some type of solid relationship, and to go to, you know, I just don't know why you don't go to someone on the other side or the new school um, if that's truly your plan. So she was rubbing people the wrong way. I think you know, like you said, it was an easy vote for the new school because if they're still thinking new school, old school, then that's a number for them uh, that's gone, or you know, a number. They, they gain a number uh, in terms of advantage. Um, and I think the old school guys just didn't see much of a, of a future with, with Danny. It seems like she was bouncing all over the place. She threw Rob's name out, Parv's name out. And we're only two episodes in. So it, it, it was academic, you know, she was, she didn't do herself any favors, I think. Um, so I think yeah. the old school didn't yeah. really, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a ploy to dismiss the notion of an old school mm-hmm. alliance. I think they used the fact that she was scrambling uh, a bit of a loose cannon, you know, going to Rob, telling Ben, who's new school, about new school, old school, as a reason that you, they were like, okay, we clearly can't trust her and incorporate her into our old school alliance. So, therefore, let's vote her out and then label it, there is no old school alliance. Our allegiances aren't old new. Uh, so I don't think it was a ploy. I think they were, they found out that they couldn't really work with her and they were like going to try to spin that as positively as they possibly could. Um, and I think it also just goes to show that, you know, the game of survivor is consistent when you are on the outs, especially early. And Danny just, if she's only played her one season, she's played with nobody else on this Island. I don't believe that she has really any sort of a social relationship with any of these people she's playing with. So by and large, she's playing this game as a new player, right? You know, and and for all intents and purposes, right? And so she's on the out and her paranoia feeling that, that she wasn't going to succeed led her to make a series of bad survivor plays. And then she's sitting at tribal council saying like, see, I was right. I was on the outs. It's like, no, you dug your own grave. I don't know that she was on the outs. I think that it, 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 it a different play could have been um, could could have, could have left her in the game, and you know, we'll see if she's able to learn from it, come back from extinction. Um, she did give her fire token, as I mentioned to Denise. Why? Uh, but one more question, question before we hit our hit our uh, final segment, real quick. 
Um, okay. Kevin asked, or he more so uh, told us, um, the first three votes were all women. Address it. I'm going to leave this one to you. <laughs> Thanks. Let's see how the PR is. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So in my opinion, Amber and Danny are similar players. Uh, biggest exception, obviously, being the relationship that Amber has with Rob. But they both, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, Amber said her last game was 16 years ago, then 20 years. Uh, I don't know when Danny played, but I don't believe either of them had immunity idols. Um, I got the impression that they were both in a little bit over their heads. Um, Natalie vote kind of confuses me because I mean, she's, she's a gamer. I do remember watching her season. Um, as I look at the, at their tribe, I mean, who else would have gone home for that vote? That seemed like more of a strategy play to me to get Natalie out. Well, why and, not Jeremy then? I mean, Jeremy, if you want to go down the, the, the uh, yeah, the, no, I'll, 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 I'll address women, it. Stereotypes, <laughs> stereotypes matter in Survivor, and it's unfortunate, but oftentimes in tribes, in the early games of the tribes, um, in the early episodes, rather, when there's still two tribes, older, older people have a tough time sticking around because they are perceived to have less value in challenges. People who are out of shape have a tougher time sticking around for the same reason. Anybody yep. who is lazy around camp or mm-hmm. kind of sketchy goes off on their own. Those are less, um, so to speak, um, like stereotypical physical teenage. characteristics, but those are characteris- they're like character traits. Um, and then just push come to shove. I don't know the exact numbers on this, but I do believe that women go home more, more frequently than men in those early stages because they are perceived to be less valuable in challenges. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it is how survivor works. And similarly, when, um, you see people of, um, you know, from from Southern people often get overwritten as non-strategic players because of their accent It is stereotypes absolutely matter. And, and I'm, I'm fine to address it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that's how you should play the game, but it does matter to the Natalie and Jeremy point. They wanted to split up the tribe and they perceived Jeremy to or split up the tri- split up that relationship, and they perceived, um, they perceived Natalie. And they, the, first of all, they perceived the relationship to be a bigger threat than um, Kim and Denise. So they perceived the relationship of Jeremy and Natalie to be a greater threat than uh, Adam and Denise. I think that is fair. I think through this season yeah. so far, it has been proven that Jeremy and Natalie's relationship is rock solid. It is probably second to Rob and Amber on the show. No, it absolutely is. There's no closer relationship than than those two. Um, And so they decided that relationship was a threat. I think that that is fair. They chose to get rid of Natalie probably because they thought Jeremy was more valuable in challenges. And whether that's true or not, who's to say? Natalie is a beast. You know, she's clearly crushing it on Edge of Extinction. She has strong mental fortitude. You know, and I, I, I'm, I, I love Jeremy just as much as the next guy. I hated to see it happen, but who, who, do, who do you send home? I don't know the answer to that, but that's why yeah. they did it. They wanted to keep the tribe stronger after splitting up the relationship. Amber went home because of her relationship to Rob. I think you could say the the you you could ask the question. Well, why didn't Rob go home because of his relationship to Amber? 
probably for the same reason I just talked about, which is that Rob's perception is to be greater value in challenges. His challenge record would suggest that's the case. Is it a stereotype? I don't know. And then in Danny, I think played a very bad game of Survivor. I don't think that there was anything <laughs> else in that. I think that there were I agree with that. other threats to be made, and she alienated herself to both sides. Whenever there is a landslide vote like that, it's not a matter of like, well, I, I don't think there's any sort of agenda. I think it is somebody is not in line with the rest of the group. They are out of line, and that is why she went home. So that's that's my that's my thoughts on that. It was a great question by Kev. Not even question, more of a demand. Um, <laughs> as a reminder, Kevin, these are question segments, not demand segments. But I appreciate your uh, your engagement. Nonetheless. Can I ask a couple questions? I got a couple questions for you. Sure, sure. Why, why not? Hear these responses. So obviously, we grew up together. We are brothers. We both uh, and still do play, you know, a decent amount of video games. As uh, I'm sure you are as familiar as I am with Madden. Um, starting a career as a as a pro, you know, you, you can start your career. You can hop in as like whatever your favorite player. Sure. If you could do that in Survivor, so you're you're uh, you're assuming their or you're taking their identity, their physical attributes. Um, their past gameplay, but maybe your mental, uh, maybe you come into it with your mental, who would you most like to come in as maybe at the beginning of the season, maybe as right now, um, and play as, or play for maybe, I don't know. The proper okay. So let me, let me get some clarifications. What, what do I assume? Do I assume their physical characteristics, their mental characteristics? Do I assume their reputation or do I just pop into like, what, what is, what do I, what, what do I accept? Yeah, okay. And then so what you do pop I in. Let's say influence? let's say you choose. Let's say you choose Rob. You pop into Rob's, you know, whole hat and chain. His past, everyone, you know, all his past accomplishments in the um, stigma and the the, the kind of um, got the perception it. So I have his reputation. Him. Yep, his reputation. Um, but just like the video game, I already now have his body, so that's that's good. <laughs> I'm not for sure. But just like the video game, now you're playing, so maybe you could still take the best cornerback in the league, right, and, and get beat every um, every down because mm. you're playing. But you have all of this, you know, past statistics. So I would I would have, um, but like, do I have like his knowledge? I guess my of question the game? is, basically, yeah. I would choose. Yule, but I would want to use Yule's brain and just operate him <laughs> physically, like move him around, but let his brain still function. Okay, okay. Just but because if, smart. Let's, let's say that I'm the one making the play, making the moves. Yeah, that's what I was going that's for. Good, that's a good question. That is a good question. I think I'd have to say Ben because I think I can bring the most to the table there. Wow. I think okay. that he's he's got such a strong, like ability and challenges i think his he he has this uh this will to win you know and i think that comes from his his military background he played the game from the bottom um and i don't think that he is perceived to be a threat amongst threats um and yeah like i mentioned i think he's um he's not really bringing it all to the table in the outwit department and i think that that would be maybe not outwit but i think just kind of I, I, my ideal game is to kind of chill in the background a little bit, still mm -hmm. kind of make some moves, but be kind of someone people come to with things. And I think that Ben is going to be used as a vote. And I think that if he was, I think he could kind of like pivot in between voting blocks. Should he, should he want to? Um, so yeah, I would choose Ben. I would choose nice. Ben. And he also or has Yule, that. But Yule's brain. 
So really, okay. <laughs> I'm bringing nothing to the table if I'm choosing you. So, I mean, but Ben also does have that back pocket information on the idol if he does ever want to flip or make a power play. Now, maybe that's giving him a little um, too much credit, yeah. but he is coming into the game with a strong amount of, of or you'd be coming into the game with a, a good amount of knowledge, obviously his physical attributes and his, his challenge prowess. Yeah. Um, that's 100%. a smart pick. I like that pick. All right. Uh, let's see. I think I have one more question for you because I'm trying to think this one. Well, real quick, what the hell is breadfruit? I've never heard of this in my life, and they're all eating it every every episode. Um, I don't even. I don't know. That's not a question for me. Okay, I can. I have Google. Figure that out later. Now, my question. I'm trying to figure this out. So, obviously, Rob and Amber, but do you think there's as many legitimate alliances? Do they hold? Are they stronger in a season like this, or are these players much more willing to break anything, any word they've said? Because one, there's two million dollars on the line. Two, they're all winners. You know, three, they all know how to play this game. They've all done it some of them multiple times what are your legit duos people that have each other if any right now each other's back to the end outside of robin amber and jeremy and, and natalie i suppose i think i mean to to the end on day six is always a question mark right you don't know right. how things are going to go but i think all these people are smart enough to know that you can't win survivor the win the game of survivor without solid relationships whether those solid relationships help you advance through a vote whether they get you votes at the final tribal council or whether they protect you um in situations where you might be you know either implicitly or explicitly protect you you know by either telling you information or swinging a vote in a direction that's not for you um mm -hmm. you know maybe ben uh protecting adam early on he wanted to keep adam uh, as as kind of someone to think with um i think that denise and adam are legit yep. i think there. that ethan rob and parvati are all legit as a three i think that mm -hmm. they are a strong three and i think that they know that they're in the minority on their tribe so they are going to stick together i think that um what is this I, I i don't i think that there's a lot of um one-way streets if you know what i mean i think that there's a lot of people who mm. think they're twos, but only one of those parties think they're twos. Mm. I think that um, Sophie and Yule, I think Yule probably thinks he's straight, but I think Sophie is <laughs> just keeping around for her own needs, but like will never sit at the end with him okay. uh, if it's up to her. Um, that's a good question. Let me just pull up my... Yeah, I'm, I was thinking that too. Like names. my thought on that question was, I just think they're all, I mean, there's two million on the line. They all know that they're not trying to be, you know, that fake kind of, they, they got game plan right away. You know, there's no like finding out who's weak at, at camp, really. There's not really much of that. Everyone knows how to make fire. Everyone knows to go collect fire where they've all done it. So they start playing and I almost compare it to like this. It's almost like a high school reunion or, or something like that, where you haven't seen these people in like 10 years and you're trying to do this weird feel out process. And you're like, we were cool, but now I'm kind of cool with this person. And, and that might, you know, that might take place over the, over the 40 days. So obviously it will. Um, but to me, when I, when I was looking at it, the Ethan Parv and Rob trio seemed like they will be against the numbers a little bit, but have each other's back. And I think that Rob and Jeremy have that a matters. Yeah. decent relationship, um, from, from just kind of the, you know, Rob expressing his frustration to, to Jeremy right after the, um, after the challenge saying, man, that was bad. Wasn't even close. You know, that's something that you, you know, you wouldn't say to someone that you weren't, I, I don't know. I don't Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seemed like they have a, a pretty decent 
relationship um, as well. So Jeremy could fall into that yeah. group. I mean, I think they're I think they're good till the merge, you know. Uh, but you know, they, after the merge, you know, I mean, you, you, right now, um, Parvati and Rob need each other to advance through these votes, and they both yep. know that, and so they're not going to turn on each other now, uh, unless it's literally between the two of them, and they just you know it's survival, but. After the merge, that's when you're going to start to really test these relationships. Because, I mean, you, they always say it in a regular game, right? This, the game doesn't start till the merge. You, know, you, can't, you can't win the, day, the game of Survivor on day six, day seven, day eight. Yeah. You can certainly lose it. And so surviving, advancing, getting the votes to go your way is more crucial, I think, than, you know, um, than a long-term bond, but those long-term bonds can form. And let's not be naive to the fact that we're likely going to see a tribe swap before the merge, whether it's to two oh, wow. or to three tribes. We're going to see these groups split. Some of them will stick together. Some of them will fall apart. New relationships will form. They'll come back together at the merge with a whole host of options. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see so many of these things being solidified quite yet, but there's also several, the ones that I mentioned, that aren't rocky right now. Um, I don't think anyone's, yeah, I, I don't think anyone is so beholden to anybody. I think okay. I guess I'm kind of changing my take here. I don't think anyone's so beholden to anybody that they won't change. But I also think, you know, you can win, you, you just can't win this game just going on your own for the whole game. Like, even, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, even, I mean, more famously recently, Rick Devins is the kind of the, yep. the, 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 the one of the guys who maybe you'd put on this level. Not only did he not win the game, he got back into the game. He got eliminated early. Then he came back in at the, at the um, opportunity to re-enter from Edge of Extinction. Mm -hmm. And then he was aligned very tightly with David for several episodes. And David was only voted out ahead of him because, one... Rick had idols, and two, David was a returning player and viewed as more of a threat. And so Rick used David in the game as a buffer for a number of episodes. Yeah. And if that's how Sophie treats Yule, or if that's how, you know, even Denise uses Adam or vice versa, that's still a valuable relationship, but it doesn't mean you don't have to betray somebody for the relationship to end either. You could just be on the losing side. So yeah, I mean it's it's I don't think it's any different than a normal season of survivor okay. in terms of how you're gonna navigate these waters. Okay. That's fair. All right. Well, I am going to cut you off. I don't know if you have more questions, but we're closing nope. in on an hour and I want to try and get us out on time. <laughs> Going to do our three final segments here. Three up, three down. Power move of the week and the fantasy update. For three up and three down, my three up this episode, I'm giving it to Sophie. Sophie getting an idol out of nothing. A uh, half an idol, rather, I should say, out of nothing. I think illustrates her social prowess. I think she has a very, very good position on her tribe does not appear to be a threat in anybody's eyes. Um, Adam, I'm going to give it up here. One, um, for getting the half of the idol. Give him credit if you want. Don't if you don't. I think getting it is still an indication of his advancement in this game and his relationship with Denise. And second, for being the one person to say something to Rob, it shows me that he's got a little bit of backbone. And I okay. think I think he is going to be the one to orchestrate Rob's removal from the game I think that if um, uh, I, I think that I think that it's Rob or uh, Parvati next on the Salay tribe, wow. uh, and my third up wow. is going to be Jeremy. 
Uh, Jeremy, obviously my boy, but he gets what we talked about, a very unique advantage, an advantage that people aren't going to expect. They're not going to anticipate that could really throw a wrinkle into the game. He has a great, great ally who is killing it on the edge of extinction and will probably give him everything she possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is a huge, huge plus that he mentioned it. Not really anyone else knows about. Sandra knows about it, but they're not on the same tribe yet. So no one on his tribe knows about this yet. Right. That was um, a great quote by Jeremy, I thought. It was. And down, I'm going to Ben. Um, I don't think he's looking great intellectually so far. Um, I, I think that he had to, he really had to make a pitch for that idol and try to link himself uh, with Denise. Because by doing that, you bond yourself with Denise. She can't really get rid of you. Uh, now he has information without power. That is the perfect target. Parvati, her name got brought up when we talked about what Kevin's question, the relationship, her and Rob. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, I probably think that they're leaning Parvati to go before Rob if, well, if it's okay. going to come to that. And I think that's coming to a head soon for the two of them. And my third down, despite her finding an idol, is going to go Kim. And it's not because she gave it to Sophie. I'm giving my down to Kim because I think she has nobody she can trust on her tribe. I think that she is stretched very, very thin. And now somebody who is in a very strong position knows something very valuable about her. And I think that makes her a very easy target. Should Sophie want to go that route? That was my three up, three down. Tim, give me your West Nail power move of the week. Love it. So, <laughs> the one, the only Tony. I mean, it was, he, he provided my two, I think, favorite parts of the episode. We spoke earlier about the the challenge. Him just, I mean, he, he performed well in the challenge for his, uh, you know, his function or his, uh, his part of the challenge, I should say. Uh, and then just added in a little, a little trash talk that always gets me, gets me going. So I love that. And then the tree scene was just with his ladder was absolutely ridiculous. And my note is this guy is crazy. So if you rewatch it, his first step breaks through the very first rung of the ladder, right? A normal person yep, power punch would, right through. would never try to, to do anything beyond that if their first rung broke. What does he do? He asks for a boost. Secondly, mm-hmm. he's climbing up, and as this thing's, you know, this rinky dink ladder, you know, his tribe's looking out and they actually seem concerned at a couple points. Um they turn and they tell him that his ladder isn't square and he has the audacity to turn back and tell them that's how he designed it. I mean, <laughs> it, it is amazing. He designed Tyson, it to ebb and to flow. Yeah. Tyson's commentary on it. You know, this is the guy protecting us. You know, I, I could listen to Tyson comment, you know, commentating over uh, anything Tony does, I think uh, for the entirety of a season, that would be interesting enough great. for me. So uh, I, I can't well, wait that's for a good, Tyson, um, to be honest. a good, yeah, so just just for those of you that do have um, Tony on your fantasy tribe, it is minus five points for being medically evacuated, um, <laughs> less than being eliminated. But Tony is um, he might he might hook you up there and get medical evac instead of <laughs> instead of actually being eliminated. But that is a great transition to our fantasy tribe update. Um, seemingly nobody noticed I goofed up in the score sheet and forgot to add in the scores for episode two into my weekly update. Um, nobody responded. 
So, well, people responded, but nobody responded questioning the scores. So I'm not going to send out a revised update until Thursday because seemingly no one's paying that close of attention. But yeah, we follow behind our dear leader. So we do. No, I appreciate that. We do actually do have some uh, some updates. Let me see this. All right. Oh, yeah. ooh, we, okay. No, I was second this week. But the – so dropping down to third place, Devin – he is at 103 points, not the first place that you saw in the email. Joseph, Joseph W. is up. I'm not sure if he's up to second or if he was in third last week, but in any case, he is in second place. Last week, I said I didn't know who the hell that is, and I might have to eat my words because right now he is in a prized position. I believe this would get him the survivor voting pen. Ooh. And in first place at 113 points is Madeline Madeline, interestingly right, enough, Madeline. has all DeCall members. So DeCall's, DeCall's, yeah, DeCall's win in the challenge huge. was a huge boost to her points. Um, if Sele wins, you'll see her plummet right out. But if DeCall wins, she'll probably stretch her lead even further. That's <laughs> a bold um, strategy. Tim, you did, a, you did um, I don't want to say worse than before, but um, you were now in dead last place. So I don't know if I want to just lambast you or shout out drew for stepping it up katie is still holding down third to last um and yeah we'll we'll let everyone else fall where they may in the middle uh one final anecdote before i send you out um thought it was very interesting and and, and obviously um very very touching um at the the kobe bryant memorial today uh they mentioned that kobe and Gigi would watch and love to watch survivor together Oh, wow. uh, which I, I, I found to be, yeah, I found that to be really cool because it is competition at its core. You can definitely see some Mamba mentality yeah. out there on Fiji. Um, obligatory rest in peace to everyone. And uh, sure. no, I just thought that was cool and cool and worth sharing that, you know, Survivor bringing, uh, you know, family, friends and everybody together, all walks of life. Um, fitting way to send it out, I suppose. We're just at over an hour. So if you're still listening, we appreciate you, gang, Tim. Gang. Thank you for your time and your thoughts. Devin you. will be back next week, uh, right. unless an excess of empanadas and wine leave him bedridden. We hope not. But either way, I'll be here. Uh, and until next time, we got nothing for you. Oh, bye.